You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 314. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 314. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Governor. Well, hello there. It's the top of the morning to you. Is it morning? No, it's no, not even. It's afternoon, actually. I just probably morning for people listening. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Hello, audience members. We are coming at you in a, an extremely odd acoustic situation. Yeah, sorry about that. Joy Junkie Studios is currently under construction. It's being renovated. It's yeah. we're having doing a reno. A relocation, if you will. Yes. We are actually in our brand new home. Yeah, baby. Finally. Yes. If you've been keeping up with us, you'll know years ago, we actually put a shout out on the pod saying, hey, we're thinking of moving out of California. Where should we go? And we got a bunch of great suggestions and we checked out a bunch of different areas in the US and have since landed in North Carolina about a year and a half ago and we finally... Got everything situated. That's right. And Queen City, baby. So we also need to let you know that we're set up in my office that doesn't have any rugs, no furniture really. And so it's <laughs> it's probably going to be a bit echoey. A lot of sound happening right here. Apologies about that, but it's fucking free. So I'm pretty sure everyone can right. deal free. with it. <laughs> Plus, I figured you'd probably rather brand new content than me to put it off and not bring anything to you. True. That's true. We also have about six, five or six painters in the house. So that's if you true. hear a lot of noise in the background, that's what's happening. We're doing our best to to have a top-notch show. Keep the noise down. But the exciting thing is, upstairs, it's like this, we've been calling it the safe room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go into our giant new master bedroom, which is so thrilling. It's coming beautiful, yeah. From California. It's huge. And then you go into the bathroom and then beyond the bathroom, you go into the closet. That's huge. And then beyond the closet, there's this tiny room that is perfect for a podcast studio. Perfect. So we're yeah. going to get sweet new we'll mics. We're going to get all dialed and, out. Yeah, we're going to get all dialed out. So thank you for hanging in there with us and for joining us for another show. Today, we're going to be discussing something that came through from a audience member. Okay. And if you're not familiar with this. You can find this on any show notes page. So this episode is thejoyjunkie.com slash 314. On any show notes page, you can find information on submitting your own show topic. So this was a gal who wrote into the show and was having some difficult times with some positive, empowering steps that she had taken for herself. And then all these naysayers and kind of bullies came out of the woodwork doing backhanded compliments and things like that. So we'll discuss that quite a bit more in depth here. That's what's on the docket. Okay. But why don't uh why don't you get things going over there? I'll get things going. We usually do that with a segment that we call. Would you rather? Yeah. So today's would you rather is. Would you rather have lima green nipples? Whoa. 
or Whoa. bright purple genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Caught you off guard there, didn't I? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Here's where my head goes. My first thought was, well, genitals, you're the only one that's going to see it. And I feel like you would be totally on board. You mean me? I'd be the only one seeing it. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Smith would be the only one seeing yes. Amy Smith's general. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, let's just get that out there. Yeah. But then you've been known to swing your dick around the office, so... Oh, <laughs> now you're going to have to give context to that. <laughs> One time... Well, why don't you tell the story? Because it's hilarious. All right. So I'm working in an office. I've just gotten a brand new suit. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was a gal walking down the hallway carrying some things. And she dropped them. And I leaned down to help her pick it up. And at the time, I was going commando. Free balling. Uh-huh. And uh, as I squatted down to help her pick things up, whoosh, the seam of my brand new slacks yeah. split open and everything tumbled out uh, right in front of her. Like, <laughs> little sound effect for you. Nice. Um, and so we've been calling that swinging your dick around the office ever since. Ever since. <laughs> so there- hopefully that gives some context to that. But if it was bright purple, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. And that would be a whole other level of highbrow. At the same time that you were commando style, you were a model in your massage therapy class. It's true that I was. And they were like, who? And so you have to strip down typically to your chonies. And since Mr. Smith didn't wear any, he's just standing naked in front of his massage therapy <laughs> class. It's just a dick. <laughs> just a dick. I, I, well, okay, we don't need to go down that road. But what forty nine percent of the population has one, so, right? Yeah. Right. And we also don't need you to slide into our DMs and show you pictures. Show no, us pictures. No. Yeah. That's a totally different subject. A different subject. Okay, so let's go back to the, the task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back up. Back on okay, task. So yeah. then I'm thinking. I was thinking of it as a thing of like, oh, nobody's going to really see it. But then I start thinking like. Maybe I would want people to see it. So if I had lime green nipples, that's like a party trick. That's like you guys want to see something fucking check crazy. This out. Check this out. Woo! You know? Yeah, yeah. You know? Like how... the latest craze, like nose rings. Right. Shut up. <laughs> it's called a septum piercing. Oh, yeah. And you just a septum piercing. I'm so sorry. Calm down so because sorry. I'm going to be rocking it when I'm like 90. You will. You will, actually. <laughs> With my orange lipstick. That's right. Okay. So I think what I, I think I would actually choose the, flor- is it fluorescent green or just green? Lime green. Oh, lime green. Or bright purple. Okay. Lime green nipples, bright purple genitals. Okay, I feel like I would go with the lime green nipples mm-hmm. so I could show them off more. I'm not going to yeah. sh- bust out my vajay, you know. And show it to everybody. No, even though That's I would good. want to. I because that. I feel like both of these things, at first I was looking through a shame lens. Right. And then I looked through an empowerment lens. And I went, mm. ooh, I'm going to show this shit off. Way to coach your way through that one. And then I'm thinking, okay, we go to <laughs> Europe. We go to some nude beaches, you know, or topless beaches. Like, mm. I want those lime babies out. <laughs> What about you? If you had them out, then we'd be so matching. That's true. And it would um, be kind of amazing. That would be like uh, wearing Mickey Mouse shirts that matched or something, right? <laughs> Almost like that. Yeah. <laughs> we could take pictures in the mall. <laughs> All right. I think I'm going to go with the nipples so I would match you. 
Oh, how cute. Yeah. And we're that couple who never does that, by the way. That's true. Like we in are. 22 years, we've done, we've never done a Halloween in tandem. Nope. Only one costume party did we do sort of in tandem. We're all, we're, we're so like that. You we're know? independent in a like, lot of ways. I like Advil. I like Tylenol. Well, yeah, yeah. I like MapQuest and I like Waze. Well, I, you know, we just have all of our own shit dialed out. It's true. All right. So we would love to hear what you would rather <laughs> this week, which is so crazy. <laughs> it's just so funny. Lime green. I'm going to surprise you with some fucking lime green nipples next yeah, time. Yeah. Just like, I'm going to be like, hey, baby, what do you uh, think? Boom. Uh, here we go. Here we go. What have we created? <laughs> well, we talk about the would you rathers every single week over in the after hours community. After hours. You're you're on it. You're yeah, on it. Yeah. You know, in acting, that's called on the line. I was right on the line. You were on yes. <laughs> it's directly on the line. So, Sober as fuck. Well, yes. All we just we're drunk on smoothies <laughs> and water. Right. It's amazing. So back to the task at hand. If you want to come hang out with us, which I highly suggest that you do, we have a private Facebook group called After Hours where we discuss the Would You Rather every single week. I do bonus trainings on Thursday where you can get specific answers to questions that might have come up for you over the week. It is an amazing supportive group of people and I run a very tight ship as far as rules and things like that. So people aren't selling or soliciting or trying to get you know clients and stuff like that. It's just a really beautiful corner of the internet. If you want to hang out, all you got to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It redirects you right over to our little group and come say hi and you will likely get tagged on New Friends Friday and get a, a nice shout out. So Sounds like a whole lot of fun. It is. Mr. Smith comes in and, and ropes everybody in on any loopholes on the, the would you rather? Would you rather? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what say you, Mr. Smith? <laughs> Got so, yeah, he takes a lot of pride and ownership. All right, so let's talk about dealing with bullies and naysayers when you are making empowering life changes. This can happen in a ton of different ways. And one of the things that I talk to my students about in Deep Down and Dirty, which is my you know primary signature program, is how you start to view your friends, family, boss, spouses, everybody in your life, you start seeing them through a slightly different lens because you're not so acutely focused on making everybody else happy Mm -hmm. or twisting and contorting and making sure that everyone else's feelings are taken care of. You start really genuinely valuing yourself. That's all what Deep Down and Dirty is about is truly believing that you are enough And when you do that, you start to see who are the people in my life who really applaud and embolden this new chapter. And then who are the ones who are trying to thwart or uh, make fun of me for some of the positive changes. So we had a gal who wrote into the show and hers was specifically around weight. So I want to read this for everybody because I think there might be some of you who really get it. I also think that there are people out there who might be the offending party. Okay. Without realizing it. Yeah, 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 okay. Because a lot of times what we're doing in social interactions, it's the same reason when you go to a wedding and all your relatives ask, are you married and when are you having a baby? Or what are you studying in school? Like there's just canned questions to ask. And I think there's canned responses to things when somebody does something awesome. Like we just, you know, I know when we were talking about moving across the country and that we were taking 
three weeks to explore the U.S. And we were starting with a, a Hawaiian vacation and we were doing all these things. We were talking to some family members. They were trying to say they were happy for us, but they were like, oh, I'm really, I'm really jealous. And, you know, and they were kind of bitey and snappy and naysayery, mm-hmm. but it was really, they didn't know Underhanded what to say. Underhanded compliment. Yeah. They made it about them really. Right. right. And and so there might be some of you out there who do that without even realizing it. So I'm hoping that this amplifies that a little bit. Sure. Here's what she says. Hey, Amy and Mr. Smith, love the show so much. I adore you both and really appreciate your help in regaining my voice and finding my confidence that I never had. Thank you. Oh, Sweet. Very sweet. Oh, wait. What do we have to give her? <gasps> oh, oh, I know. A, a warm, warm fuzzy. fuzzy. Yay! Why do I feel like fuzzy has to go up? Fuzzy. It's got to come. Yeah. All right. She says, let me cut to the chase. I have always been the fat but attractive friend. You know the saying, though she be but little, she's fierce. Well, I am, though she be but fat, she is fly. (laughs) (laughs) And also witty, by the way. Yeah, for sure. I truly love myself at any size. Hell yes. But this being overweight thing, I am over it. My health is in shambles. I'm tired of constantly sweating my ass off. Running out of breath, plus my sex life is non-existent because my confidence is down and my weight is up. A few months ago, the doctor told me I needed to cut weight because I showed signs of pre-diabetes. I could not be more ready for change, and it's great until I have to deal with other people. So here's the problem. I was not prepared for the sabotages and the frenemies. I think it's because I have a history of failing at weight loss but I'm truly ready this time. Your podcast helped with my people-pleasing that led to caving or ignoring my needs, but I still find myself at a loss for words when someone crosses a boundary with me. How do I deal with the backhanded compliments? Mm-hmm. You saw that one coming. New haters that were first friends and the Google nutritionist, which I'm assuming she means everyone who's an authority on, thinks that yep. they're an authority on weight. Yeah. Just because they Google it. Right. Yeah. My silence is making me a liar. Yes, thank you. That is my go-to phrase of knowing when to speak up is if your silence is making you complicit or making you a liar. The things I'm being told are hurtful and not okay. So why am I having such a tough time shutting that shit down? What are some great strategies to protect myself and comebacks that shut shit down with grace and kindness? Thank you in advance. So... And she says, please keep being amazing, as if we couldn't. That's the only way we know how to do it. (laughs) That's right. Can't fight the gift. That's right. So there's a couple of things that I want to point out in in her message. The first is, I'm guessing that when you say, I think it's because I have a history at failing at weight loss, that some of the comments, and again, this is just my inference and what I'm deducing from what you wrote, there's some of the comments may be something around the lines of, oh, this again, or you're not going to stick to that, or you never follow through with anything, or mm-hmm. something that's really derogatory like that. And those sorts of comments we can certainly address. And I will be doing that a little bit more towards the second part of this, this episode. But what I first want you to get really clear on, this is step number one, is to take a friendship and family inventory. And I want you to think about the specific things that you've come up against and the things that you have heard from these various people in your life and ask, would I let them speak like that to somebody that I loved dearly? Mm. 
it's easiest if you have children because we're so incredibly protective and like, Oh, try to come at me, bro. Mm -hmm. Come at me, bro. If you're saying something to my kid, (laughs) watch mama bear get fierce. I get like that with you for sure. Mm -hmm. I definitely get like that with my brothers and uh, my very best friend. But there's, you know, there's usually people in our lives that we can go, I would never stand there and let somebody take that. So think about that. Like, what are those people in your life that you're tolerating some some verbal abuse or non-acceptable com- comments and you're just allowing it? So here's what I want you to do. Take a little synopsis in your mind. I want you to take an inventory. You might want to jot down even... These are the people that I spend the most time with. Mm. You can kind of break them down between, you know, here are the people that are in my life daily because I work with them. Or I see this person all the time because it's my chiropractor. Or I see this person, you know, what are the amount of time that you are allocating to these various relationships? And then I want you to look at three options here. Eliminate, scale down, boundary up. Mm. So ideally... We are going to have, obviously, people in our life who completely build us up and who are thrilled at us making positive changes. Now, there are going to be some people when you actually bring that bring it up to them and you say, hey, you know, some of those things that you've said are really, really hurtful. You know, and I'm going to talk to you about verbiage here in a second. There are going to be some of those people who go, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for letting me know or I'm going to work on that or I did not mean that at all. Yeah. And how can I be more supportive of you? There are going to be people who rise to the occasion. Sure. And there are going to be people who are worth having that conversation with because you're that close or because you genuinely value the friendship. So I'm going to also link to a ton of supplemental pods that I think will be really helpful here. One of them is around tough conversations. But I want you to first evaluate when you're looking at this inventory how important is it to me to keep these people in my life? Yeah. How much do I want to nurture and foster these relationships? Sometimes it's a matter of just scaling down because it's somebody you're related to and you're going to run into them or they maybe babysit your kids or something like that. But there almost always is a way to really clearly look at it and go, do I need to have a tough conversation or do I need to just kind of slowly remove myself mm-hmm. from, from this engagement? Eliminate, scale down, boundary up. Eliminate, this is going to be with the people who you're like, I I really don't care enough to work on this relationship at all. It's the random person at work. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. those are the people you just get out of your life. You don't cultivate, you don't nurture. Scaling down are the people that you know you need to be around in some way. Usually it's family, like I mentioned. But you maybe want to slow how much of an investment you keep with that relationship. Sometimes this is also people who are tenured friends. And this might be the case of the person who wrote in where you've been fat friends together. Mm-hmm. You've been the ones yes. who ate together. This happens when you are the partiers together. Yeah, We did, or I saw them through a divorce. You have something that you feel tethered the two of you together. And now that one is making a change or maybe... You always did things as a foursome with your spouses. And now that one's divorced, it's creating a divide. So you have to look at, is this currently a healthy relationship for me to be in? Those are usually the ones that involve a scale down 
or potentially the third option, which is the boundary app. This yeah. is the people that you really do care about, that you really do want to be clear that those comments were hurtful. Yeah. All right. Okay. But we first need to take that inventory and just find out what's happening. Number two is the opposite. Number two is finding your allies. Now, this can fall in a bunch of places that you may not have expected. For example, you might find unbelievable support in a weight loss group that you go to or in a group online, like a Facebook group or a meetup group or, you know, a neighborhood get together or something like that. A lot of times I think we think of our allies as being, well, I I must turn to my mom or I have to turn to my bestie when that's not where you're getting the most support. So if you need allies in this exact arena, and this goes for anything, like if you're getting sober and you're trying to stay away from your drinking buddies, find your drinking allies, the ones who are like, nope, you can do this. I'm there with you. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. We're the people who are really not trying to pull you back down. All right. And this can look completely different for everybody. It can be church. It can be spiritual centers. It could be even things like the after hours community. Yeah. I know that in, in for deep down and dirty, when I have a bunch of gals come together from all over the world who do not know each other, but they're all working on this really intimate stuff, like believing that they're enough, contending with fear, all of those things, they create such incredible connections because they're working towards the same common goal. Yeah. So if you are working on a specific goal around your weight, I would look for positive people in those arenas, people who are body positive, who do not shame any type of body, that it's not just you're acceptable only because you're trying to lose weight. We don't need that. But looking for those allies attached to the positive people and start paying attention. Like, are there people in your office who maybe in the past you're like, God, she's always like shit and rainbows. Why is she so... (laughs) There might be some really amazing humans that you just haven't been noticing because you were in a shit spiral or you were in a negative place. And now that you're making all these empowering, awesome choices for yourself, oh, wow, this person might be a great person to get coffee with or go for a walk with or whatever it happens to be. All right, so we got number one, friendship, family, inventory, Number two, find your allies. Who are the people that you can turn to? Number three, this is going to be gearing up for any expected interactions. Hmm, Okay. This is where you want to have. Like a dinner party or like something like this. Yeah. Meeting with the (laughs) in-laws. Exactly. Where maybe some of these triggering individuals, you're going to be around them. Gotcha. Okay. Got it. Now. It can be beneficial to come up with phrases or statements, even for when you're caught off guard. But particularly if you know you're going to go to this event where someone's going to give you shit for not having kids, someone's going to give you shit for making all these healthy choices. Hmm. It is so baffling to me how many people are naysayers about positive change. Yeah. Like I did last year, uh, both of us did like a sober January. And I did this awesome group and I read this book and it was, it was really cool and really empowering. And one of the things that everybody in the Facebook group would continuously say is how many people in their life did not like the sober version of them. Yeah. So when they were out at parties, they're like, well, you're not going to be any fun anymore. Oh yeah. That's not cool. 
No, of course not. It, and things, so what I'm saying is you might have decided that this happened for me when I made the decision to leave cosmetics and people loved me being a part of the organization so much. They're like, what? You can't leave us. We, what are you going to do? What if, yeah. what if you don't get enough clients? What if and it, would, it was so negative and naysayery, sure. but it came from their fear. It came from their shit. Yeah. So I learned how to really navigate that, but, but be prepared. There's a lot of jealousy out there. But there's also ways to engage with it, which we're going to get here in a second. So number three is to gear up. I want you to prep your statements, which I'm going to give you more on that in just a second. But here's how you want to gear up. Think about this imminent thing that's on the horizon. I'm going to this dinner party tonight. I'm going to this family function tomorrow. If I were to watch myself on a movie screen, what would I want to say about my character? Mm Mm-hmm. What I want to say, damn, she didn't take any shit or wow, that was really eloquent or man, I love how she holds herself when she delivers that information. All three. Right. <laughs> but I want you to decide. And it's usually going to be the antithesis of how you usually show up. Mm-hmm. If you usually show up cowering and allowing people to walk all over you, what's the opposite? Probably confident, assertive, delivering what you have to say with kindness and grace. One of the other questions that oftentimes I'll use around gearing up in particular is how do I need to behave in order to be proud of the woman that I am? That's a big one. It's just, it's a great go-to. It's so simple. um, And it's so easy to use if you program yourself. That's right. I've started to ask myself that in, in all situations, even when, even when I'm not necessarily in a trying situation where I think there's going to be negative humans around me. But just, who do I want to be? I do it before I teach. I'm like, who do I want to be for these women today? I look at that sometimes with you. Like if I know that I'm really upset or really frustrated and I know we have a date night. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, how do I want to... I need to do something to switch my energy so I can show up in a way that I'm proud on my date. Yeah. You know, things like that. So it's a great go-to question just in general. Even things like going to a job interview, how do I want to show up in a way that I'm proud? Mm -hmm. And the reason why this is such an important question is because it takes away the other person's response as being the success marker. A lot of times we think if this person says this thing nicely, or if they accept me, or if they see it my way, or if I get this job or fill in the blank, then everything will be just fine. Yeah. (laughs) You almost lost your mic. I almost lost my mic. (laughs) You look legit scared. (laughs) (laughs) I legit was. Like when you got stung today. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. (laughs) There's a lot lot of wildlife out here. A yellow jacket uh, (laughs) nest attack me. You got like six massive stings on my right leg is throbbing right now. Oh my boy. (laughs) What do you do for that? Like take a milk bath or something? (laughs) There's gotta be a homeopathic. I take milk baths anyway. Just Benadryl. Okay. Topical cream, yeah, something to just calm your down. everyday average. Benadryl. It's just a bite. It's not poisonous, so it's wow. just. I was so concerned. I was like, uh, "Do we need to like?" I was afraid I'd get home. If I'm and allergic, that's swollen. one thing, but I'm not allergic. Okay, I'm not allergic to bees. Well, thank goodness. Yeah. Whew. All right. So, number one, take that friendship inventory. Number two, find the allies. Number three, gear up for any expected interactions. And this, all this is is a preliminary visualization. Just thinking in your head how you want to be. 
And some people don't actually see pictures or visualize in their mind, but everybody can imagine. So depending on how you create, use that. Either visualize or imagine how you want to go into these interactions. Okay. And it takes away being so invested in the other person's response or thought because now you're like, as long as I do these things that I'm totally in control of, I'm chill. And I can let go of my uncle's dipshit comments about (laughs) what I choose to eat. I get the same comments, and I'm sure there are some of you out here. It might not be weight-related, but for those of you who have strong choices about what you consume, if you're vegan or if you are raw. Strong choices about anything. About pretty much anything. Yeah. But it's even sometimes for your faith or your religion and what you believe in, it's okay If it's a positive choice for you, it's a free fucking country. You are allowed to believe in those things. And I'm going to give you a bunch of like little quips and one-liners and ways to speak up when somebody kind of steps on those boundaries. All right. So here's the deal. Number four, I want you to make a list of all the potential offenses or things that people have already said to you which obviously this person writing in has an arsenal of things that people have already said. Sure, absolutely. Write all those offenses out and or things that you're afraid people might say. Like, I'm worried that when I say I'm no longer eating meat that my mom's going to say blah, blah, blah. Okay. Whatever. Make a list of the potential offenses or things that people have said and then come up with responses to those things. So I'm going to give you a couple of ideas here of communication ideas. The first is to use joking or being sort of a sarcastic person. If you tend to be quippy like that or, you know, I'm very much a sassy ass like that. that (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. Absolutely not. So for me, that works really well as an entry point. And you have to hear me on this. You have to follow up the joke with something that says, on a serious note though, but all joking aside though, and I'll tell you what it sounds like. So let's say, let's say that this gal who wrote in, somebody gives her shit like, well, you're not going to stick with that. You never stick with anything. You're not going to stick with your diet. It's awful. Right? So you might go like, Wow, thanks for the vote of encouragement. You might come back with a quippy, sarcastic comment and then go, you know what? Let me just take a step back. In all seriousness, though, that's really hurtful to hear. I'm, I really am doing something powerful for myself. It would mean the world to me if, if I had your backing, right? Yeah. We can do this in any situation, like somebody's offensive or uh, gives you shit about anything. Well, wow, that was rude. Or, you know, tell me what you really feel. All joking aside, that really is, you know, something that's hurtful. I'd appreciate it if you didn't say that. Right. That sort of a thing. Okay. If you are doing more of the, the friendship that you genuinely want to continue on with, it might sound more like this. I'm sure it's not your intention at all to dissuade me or to not be supportive, but I'll be honest with you. It it really bums me out when you make comments about fill in the blank, whatever that is for you. 
I'm really working actively on making these positive choices for me. And, and I would really love for you to help my back. Hmm. Those are the ones that you want to be more vulnerable with. You want to be more connected with because they're a relationship you want to grow through this with. And I would also encourage you to use language that's softer, saying things like, I'm sure it's really not your intention. I, I doubt you ever wanted to come across this way, but it bums me out or it doesn't sit fully well with me. Something like that. Not like you are being hurtful. You are being malicious. You are being mean. Gotcha. If you can softly entertain it, a lot of times the other person is more apt to hear you. All right. I'm sure it's not your intention to be hurtful or I'm sure it's not your intention to be, you know, negative about what I'm going through, whatever. But write these things down, whichever ones really resonate for you. You've got to have them down. And then I highly, highly suggest that you practice them in the mirror and tweak them however you want. The next one is to straight up claim it. All right. This is where you just own the fuck out of your situation where no matter what was said, you can say, you know what? I'm actually making some really positive changes for my life. And I, I refuse to apologize for that. I like that. Just just my style straight. That's definitely your style. Like straight up claiming it. Like, you know what? This is actually a really positive choice for me. And I'm not going to apologize for something that's rewarding. I like that. If you're on board, great. If you're not, that's fine too. It's where you're like, (laughs) I'm on the Island by myself and I'm good. Yeah. And then simple. This is a very simple statement that you can make, which is, you know, that's not really very nice. Where you just call somebody out on what they just said as being shitty without saying you're being mean or Mm -hmm. that was really rude. Where you just say, you know what? And you again, it's your cadence. It's your rhythm of voice. You know, that wasn't really very kind. You know, I had a situation like that in the business complex that I'm in. There's one guy that's he's a handful. But uh, I was taking some trash out, and he happened to be there, too. And he was pulling up a weed. He, he, he was kind of like, seemed like he was in a bad mood a little bit. Like pissed at that weed. Yeah. And, I, and he's, like, cleaning up the weeds. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, hey, man, how you doing? You know, you're, uh, you know, pulling some weeds, doing a little yard work? And he's like, i never seen such lazy Mexicans in my life. <gasps> and I said, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> Good for you. Um, I followed up with some more stuff, but... I like called it out right then. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's some bullshit. First of all, like, yeah. that's not something that you say. Right. And then my other thought was, well, if, if this is so important to you, then you get out here and do it exactly. because I don't think that this area by the trash can is their responsibility. Right. So it's not that they're lazy. It's just, that's not their part of their job where you, where this is. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, anyway, call it out. Well, right. that, that's so great because if, if you were using the first one, which is the joke or being kind of passive aggressive, you might be like, oh, hey, racist. Yeah, yeah well, I, that's I, kind I of, said some things like that too. That's how I would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you are more like, wow, that's not very nice. Yeah. That's not kind nor That was the accurate. first thing that came to my head. Right. You know, it wasn't like on purpose. I was just like, oh, that was a mean thing to say. And if it's somebody who is your total best bud, right. it might sound something like, you know, I, I know we come from totally different backgrounds and scopes about things, but those sorts of comments are extremely hurtful for me, even though I'm not Hispanic or, you know, I would really appreciate if you don't make comments like that around yeah. me. So again, you can see how you would tweak your approach based off of the relationship 
and your own attitude and who you are. Um, the simple one, another example of that could be just like, oh, wow, that really seemed like a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Are you, are you really Call excited for me or are mm-hmm. you, are you not so excited for me? Right. And it might have been that they didn't mean it that way. Exactly. So that's a great way to approach it. And what that sounded like to me was that you're really not supporting me. Are you or aren't you? Great. I love that. <laughs> right? Wow. That seems like you're not that excited for me in disguise. <laughs> right? Like, f- if find... it's your bestie, you should be able to say that too. That's right. right? That's right. Or and somebody that you're close to. You yeah. and I now will say like, I just made this up in my head or here's how that landed. And then we can kind of go, no, yeah, okay. Yes, here's what I really meant. Right. But again, it depends on the relationship. But what I have found, and, and I had a situation like this with a girlfriend of mine a few months ago where I was making up this whole story about what she meant. And when I went and addressed it with her, I was super calm and like, hey, here's what I'm making up over it, over here on my side and you know what's happening in my head. I have no idea if I'm making this up or if that's really what's happening let's have it. Let's talk it out. Yeah. And it turned out she had an amazing reason why. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went, thank God I didn't lose my shit on her. Right. Right. And it was, we were laughing then about you'd be embarrassed and she teaches a lot about communication as well. So fortunately we had yeah, a great, yeah. it worked out really, really well, yeah. but I have to use my tools too. I have to think about that constantly. You yeah. know, we, there was a plenty of times with the house, as we were getting in here that things were falling apart and I'm like, okay, losing my shit is not going to help. You know, yelling at people is not going to help. And so I think we have to just be really cognizant of who is this relationship with? How much do I want to foster a continued connection? Are they really somebody who is looking out for my best interest? Is it somebody I just need to kind of teach? Like, Hey, I don't, I don't respond well to that. You know, I've done that with my mom before. You did that with me. Yeah. Tough love. We've, yeah, you, he used to tough love the fuck out of me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm a sensitive sensor. <laughs> so that is going to send me into the depths of despair. Yeah. I'm like a chihuahua. Like the bark <laughs> is loud. The bite is ridiculous. So I'm going to need you to tone it down. <laughs> but we've, we've learned that. But a lot of that comes from really expressing what's happening for you. Mm-hmm. And then at number five, the final piece is to really draw those definitive boundaries. And I'm going to link to, I'm not going to go into that at length because this was so much more about what to say, but I'm going to link to a boundaries pod. And basically what this is, is where you continue to reiterate. So if somebody breaches the boundary and says something else, like there you go with not wanting to eat the cake. Mm -hmm, I slaved mm -hmm. all day for this cake and you're not going to eat any because you're all high and mighty on your new diet. Yeah. Yeah. You have to say like, Hey, I think you probably remember that I talked to you about this before. I'm not going to apologize for powerful choices I make for myself. It's your decision if you want to make a cake all day or not. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, so that's one of the things I think we don't realize about boundaries. That's so challenging is we have to constantly enforce because depending on how often that person is in your life, they will test you. Most oh, people sure. will test you. Absolutely. Does does Mr. Smith really mean it? Does Amy really mean it? Yeah. Let's try just going back to how we used to be. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to kind of go, no, I actually really meant it. Or I don't know if I was super clear before, or I don't know if I, if I brushed that off as a joke, 
but I'll be really honest, that's hard for me to hear. And again, I just want to reiterate, <laughs> it would mean a lot to me if you would knock that, knock that shit off. <laughs> it would mean a lot to me if you wouldn't mention things like that. Yeah. And you could say things like mention, bring up things about tattoos, bring up things about the meat I eat, bring up my weight, bring up anything, politics, whatever. Like you get to decide what you will and will not be privy to. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's do a quick little recap. And again, reminder, everybody, that there are going to be a handful of follow-up supplemental pods in the show notes, so be sure to cruise by there and check it out. All right, so number one, take a friendship family inventory. Look for eliminations, scaling down, and boundarying up. Number two, find your allies. Get around those positive people. Number three, gear up and prepare for any expected interactions. How do you need to handle yourself in order to be proud? Number four, this is the big one. Make a list of all potential offenses that are things that people have already said and come up with your responses. You can use a joke that goes into on a serious note, though. You can talk really clearly about someone's intention. You can claim it just like I'm not apologizing for that. I'm making positive changes for myself or just be really simple. That wasn't very nice, or that sounded like a backhanded compliment. Mm -hmm. And just be really clear. And don't keep talking. That's the other thing. Just stop and let them let them figure their own mess out. Yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds like you're really uncomfortable. You know, just like... <laughs> you do not need to apologize for making powerful choices. And then number five, draw definitive boundaries. So there you have it. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier about my Deep Down and Dirty program. This is my, you know, this is the only way to work with me. It's it spans almost four months mm -hmm. and it is absolutely, completely transformative. I have seen people quit smoking. I've seen this kind of shit is no, no biggie. It's like, no, I, I've seen people break up with people in wow. toxic relationships end horrible family dynamics, create their own businesses, lose weight, gain weight, whatever they want to do when they genuinely believe that they're enough, everything changes. That's right. So if you are at all interested in creating some massive movement in your life and you're not seeing as much, uh, not results from just reading a book here or catching a pod there, I really want to encourage you to take the first step, which is to go to the slash workshop where I have a completely free presentation for you. It's kind of a masterclass where I go through a lot of the reasons why deep down and dirty actually works, you know, and why it creates sustained change over long periods of time. Yeah. So if, if you're in that place, like feeling stuck, really wanting to value who you are, getting stuck in these people pleasing or perfectionist tendencies, go watch the workshop, see if it resonates for you. And then you'll, you'll see your next steps available for you. Thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. So I'm hoping that this is helpful for you. And again, can yeah. you join us over at After Hours or submit hours. a show topic. That's never not amazing. <laughs> submit a show topic if you want uh, something specific covered. And I think that's it. Anything else you wanted to throw in the mix? No. Uh, great topic. It was yeah. great. It awesome. was really, really helpful. Yeah, we don't thank you to the listener for signing that in. And we thanks don't for all the love. Think about that as as much of, but it really does happen when you yeah. make positive changes. People get jelly. Oh, for sure. Do you remember that bridal baby shower I was at, and I was doing? We were decorating oh, onesies. Yes, I do. And my onesie was, of course, amazing. Yeah. And artistic. <laughs> yes, because you're creative. And I'm a creative. Yeah. 
And this one woman who attended kept talking so much shit on my onesie. She did. And I'm like, are you talking shit on my onesie? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I really like kind of had to say, like, you're really broadcasting your insecurity by naysaying. <laughs> like, I really <laughs> called it out. <laughs> but she mm. was being so critical, like, oh, don't stand by hers. Hers, and I was like, ew, hater. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Pick your poison, whatever you feel you can say with integrity and grace and kindness. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Ms. Smith, out. Mm-hmm.